0: What's up, bookworms? It's your host Stevie. What's up, guys? It's your co-host, Natural Disaster, always <laughs> dumpster fire. MJ. <laughs> always
1: the dumpster fire.
0: Always. I hope everybody's having a lovely Wednesday. Um, I'm literally not doing anything but preparing myself for the release of Courage for Fools. Waters.
1: What? bloggers are getting their art soon maybe bloggers
0: are there's still time to sign up if you want to help me share the news about this lovely book i would really appreciate it all the links for the pre-orders the tbrs all that good jazz is in my bio on instagram so make sure you go check me out there but yeah i think that's been just about it for me what's new in the book
1: world for you stevie well yesterday kren michaels released could have been us which I flat out put my review, I suck at secret keeping, and I wasn't going to say much about it because I just, I was going to fill everything. I just, want—I Jess even knows I did could not shut up about this book, and then I had to stop myself because she hadn't read it yet. Wow. <laughs> so, and you know a book is good when that happens. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, Screwball by Samantha Lynn comes out this week, I think on thursday and that's really it i do not have a lot of signups for um may so if you're releasing a book drop it in my uh messages so that way i can share it i only i literally was doing my um excel sheet yesterday for may and i have seven books Jeez, compared to the 30
0: that i <laughs> i know <laughs> I mean, I think it's a good start.
1: I think it's a good thing. I mean, now you can do some free reading. Well, and that's what my whole goal was with this, was trying to uh, give myself a little bit of a break. Yeah, you Force reading, I guess. It's not really forced reading. Nobody's forcing me to sign up for them. But as much as I love a good ARC copy, I do enjoy just like reading something um, just to uh, read it. Yeah, and I was like, I started rereading a book I hadn't read in a long time. So that was cool. cool. What are you rereading? Uh, Beyond the Bases by Kaylee Ryan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to be putting the baseball.
0: Into the baseball vibe? I get you, I get you.
1: You know why, but... I need to I need to get some of my creative juices flowing
0: I get you Stevie's working on some top secret information um,
1: Other than that I've been working my ass off on this podcast
0: <laughs> yes she has she does amazing work on this podcast just if I you haven't it. seen we have a website they do it, we do it's a beautiful website Stevie's super talented she's amazing.
1: We now also have a blog attached to that website. So we'll be posting yeah. on there, um, hopefully once a week, if not every, every other week, I'm not really sure yet. Uh, I'm Jane, I haven't discussed it. We'll post on there whenever we feel bloggy. So, but there's that, um, the schedule's on there. You can see who's coming up. Um, our Instagram feed's on there. Our Instagram feed is on there. Follow us on TikTok. We're doing Um, giveaways. I know we are doing giveaways at every hundred follows right now until we hit a thousand. And then we will slow down a little bit, but we're still going to try actively do giveaways. It's, uh, our podcast is growing by leaps and bounds very quickly, and we are very excited for it. Absolutely. Um, for those who don't know, we are booked out until September. We're popping. So, <laughs> I mean, we get messages on the daily too. Can we get on the podcast?
0: <laughs> it's super exciting. It's super awesome that it's just all like, seems like it's all coming like full circle almost. So It really is. And
1: it's, it's weird because, and I say this in the first blog post that we made on the website, that this whole idea, MJ and I started by a text message that her and I were sharing. And it was cool. like two o'clock in the morning. She was working on Ice Hearts, yeah, which is sure in her Fury series, and I had said something about wanting to do a podcast, and she was like, "Oh, let's do it." So it turned into the two of us. It turned into a damn podcast. Podcast, by God, that's what it turned into. But at first, I don't think we really thought it was going to go this way. No, but I, I did mean- not think that here, like less than six months later, we'd be where we are right now. Nope. Which is just insane to me. Oh yeah. I think on a daily every time somebody new likes it and we hit a new mile marker when like anchor or Spotify or TikTok or whatever and I'm like how is this real life? For real though. it's just even, like, when, even when big authors are like yeah I want to come on I'm like What? what? You want to come and talk to us? Why? People say they're like your podcast is so funny and I'm like MJ and I don't feel like we're funny.
0: I'm not. I don't know why people keep telling me that. Um, thank you, but, but I'm not.
1: Thank you. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not funny. But we really do appreciate it. Um, shout out to all the authors who have shared everything. Um, gave us giveaways. I mean, and yeah. Just, sent us our own books just because yeah, just because they like us. Right. So we really do appreciate it. We, I'm um, Jane, are super lucky. We have a really good core group of friends right now, like that we've created from this podcast, oh, which is Lil J. Lil Jay, Pay Money. Pay Money. And we got Jen Sterling. We did a nickname for Jen Sterling JS. And then, uh, Bitch.
0: crazy lady.
1: She's the best now, I swear. MV. <laughs> mb michelle b did you see her TikTok about being in love with drake and that she thought drake was gonna just like wipe her up when she took blake to a concert once oh my god who jay jay just <laughs> Talking about drake the rapper <laughs> oh, I love she her. took him to a concert when he was like a teenager and said that she drove there and she's like oh yeah he's gonna fall in love with me and i'm gonna like be pulled up on stage <laughs> And she said she went home and Yay. she wrote a book in a week because based on this. Oh Jay. She said she still doesn't understand why he didn't do it. I don't
0: know why he didn't do it either, honey, because you're gorgeous. I would have.
1: I'd have I, you up. I commented on her her TikTok and was like, I freaking love you. And she was like, I still don't understand why. <laughs> was like, yeah. She's I like, her and her Hollis hole videos. She's like the best person ever. I literally love her with my whole heart. I love her so hard. She's just, she's a trip. We might not, we may or may not have more things planned with her.
0: <laughs> may or may not.
1: Because she is a very um, entertaining treat when we get to hang out oh. with her. Her and her vivacious energy. Vivacious LOL. Using big words. Well, anyway, uh, you want to read the... um, But yeah, so I think that's wrapping up everything. And we're oh, gonna... I didn't do my quote thingy yet. Hold
0: on. Oh wait, Stevie's going to do her quote thingy and then we're going to do the intro for the, our
1: next guest. So, this quote comes from a book that a lot of people probably have read or if not they've heard of it. It's called All Your Perfects by Colleen Hoover. And this book has a really deep meaning, a really deep emotional connection to me so but the quote says and I promise I swear that if you choose to end things between us I will love you more as you're walking out the door than the day you walk down the aisle swoon
0: love it that's so cute okay now that Stevie's done with that I'm gonna go ahead and uh read the bio for our next very special guest <clears throat> Alexis Winners, Alexis Winner. Fuck, Alexis Winner is a contemporary romance author who loves to share her steamy stories with the world. She specializes in sexy billionaires, cocky alphas, brooding bad boys, and the women they love. If you love to curl up with a good romance book, you will certainly enjoy her work. Whether it's a story about an innocent young woman learning about the world or a sassy and fierce heroine who knows what she wants, you're sure to enjoy happily ever afters. You're sure to enjoy the happily ever afters she provides. When Alexis isn't riding away, she's away furiously. You can find her exploring the Rocky Mountains, traveling, enjoying a glass of wine, or petting a cat. Without further ado, let's hop on over there and talk to the lovely Alexis Winters. Thank you so much for joining us once again, Miss Alexis Winter. How
2: are you? How are things? I'm doing great, and I'm so glad to be back here, honestly. Thank you so much for having me. Um, The last time was such a blast, so I'm super excited for round two to talk to. So it was like, of course, of course. Um, so yeah. What have you been doing since the last time that we talked to you? Um, you know, I've been in my writing cave, (laughs) uh, pretty much just heads down, really been working on a new series, um, which I did mention in, in, in our last, um, interview together and it's finally being published next month. So I've really just been, yeah, book one's coming out. So I've really been working on that. Um, I have a couple other work in progresses going. I said I wasn't going to do that again. I lied. <laughs> I <have> lied. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing and hanging out with my cats. You know, just living the dream, <laughs> Quarantine. I <love> so
0: <laughs> I love it. Is where you are? Where you at? Are you still like in quarantine, like
2: lockdown, like where you are? Or um, so no, Denver. We've recently had a couple changes, so. Uh, a lot of stuff has opened back up and we can like go into restaurants and gyms and all that kind of stuff um still have to wear masks yeah um but but yeah i mean it's it's i feel like a lot of it is kind of back to normal in a way but you know no big events or anything like that
0: are we ever i don't think we'll ever honestly go back to normal ever like complete normal because i saw this thing and it was like what's something that we did before covid that you like what's something we did before COVID that you can't believe that we did and like I see all of these things where it's like I can't believe that I actually allowed these things to happen like COVID and now everybody's just you know not but I don't think we'll ever be back to like fully normal ever I know that there are like lots of places like uh concerts are a thing again now like you know you got like Bonnaroo and that good jazz and it's like Oh, I want to go so bad. I want to go so bad, but I feel like millions and thousands and thousands of people,
2: right? I hope my anxiety can handle that. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I feel you. Just watching old like TV stuff, I'm like, I look at it and I'm just like, instant anxiety seeing like crowds at like festivals, and I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe we used to do that. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, oh Jesus, <laughs> More what is than
0: this people in an area? I am, oh, sorry. oh I know. what we are going to hop right in to Claiming Her Forever questions. Stevie, I'm going to let you handle this section. All these because I read the book.
2: Yes. Already. But,
1: uh, yeah, I don't have that privilege, so. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, and, no, and I will be happy to read these books every time. So, <laughs> so um, go ahead and ask them. Okay, so Claiming Her Forever is toyer. He is broken and grumpy and a mountain man, which I love. Yeah. Um, Quinn is the girl whose mom has passed away. She's kind of following her own dream now. So for people who have not read this book, can you give them a little rundown of what they can expect?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, this is book one in the Men of Rocky Mountain series and it does tie in with uh, you know the Grand Lake universe as well as the Slade Brothers universe. So these are real towns that exist where I live in Colorado. So um, I just really, in in this set of, of the series and this book in particular, obviously, that's coming out next month, um, it's it's very emotional. So readers can expect uh, to have like a little more emotion than what they maybe had in some of my other books. I had just come off writing, you know, the Love You Forever series, which is all romantic comedy and more lighthearted. And I just like, really lost myself in this book emotionally. So um, like like you said, you know, Sawyer, he's broken and he's damaged. He he has been completely jaded by love. His, his ex-wife had an affair with his best friend um, and got pregnant. And so, you know, at first he thought it was his kid and he was so ecstatic only to find out that it was not. And, um, you know, it broke him. So he's just kind of shunned everyone, and decides love is not for him, you know? And then we have this young woman who's just come off this tragedy of losing her mom. And she, she's also suffering from loss, but coming from it from a different perspective. And, you know, she's kind of, the world is her oyster at this point because for the last eight years she's spent taking care of her mom and that's all she knows. So she didn't get to do all the things that people her age were doing. So, oh, she-, I'm excited for this. <laughs> so she, you know, she, she comes to this, this mountain cabin and is just like, I want to learn, you know, about this town and these people and try so hard to be friendly. And he's just the beast from Beautyly, just like, "Eh, get away from me, you know, and uh, it's I, which I love that dynamic. But um, so, you know, there's a lot of twists and turns in this story and it's emotional. And I like to say there's some hair tearing out moments because sometimes you want to punch Sawyer and be like, dude, come on. But at the same time, you know, he, he has a lot to lose because he's been through that already. So I was
0: looking at these questions and I was like Grand Lake Colorado and I thought that you had like made this place and I was like I swear to god I've been to a place like I know I have (laughs) because I know but I've been here I've been to Grand Lakes it's so beautiful oh my god they have so when I went to Colorado with my friend my friend Hannah we like went all over the state it felt like but I remember Grand Lakes because it's like the town is literally like surrounding a fucking huge ass lake, bro. Like yes. it's huge, mm-hmm. and then we—I think it's like near there, or whatever. They have like it's like um, skiing and like sn- like mm-hmm. mountains and stuff like that. Like it's like a big thing during the winter, and I went during like the fall. So like there wasn't a lot of people there, but it's super beautiful. So I'm excited. I'm excited.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool that you been there. Yeah, I wanted to write based on what I know and yeah. and in the area. Do you live
0: near there? Oh my God, you lucky dog.
2: Yeah, I don't live too far away. Yeah, so it's, you know, a quick drive and Grand Lakes right there. Yeah, so I also live right about, I live like about 45 minutes from Rocky Mountain National Park too, so
1: (laughs) yeah. I'm so jealous. (laughs) All right, so next
0: question, Stevie. Sorry, I just had to put that in there.
1: Um, (laughs) So you said you touched on that they're going back to Grand Lakes and that you involved not only the characters from your Grand Lakes books but the Slade Brothers so what made you tie them all three together like these all three together because that was a fun surprise I was excited about seeing some of them again oh
2: yay so you know when I wrote the Slade Brothers I originally was like okay well there's five brothers and so there obviously it was it was finite like I knew there had to be an ending but um everyone loved that series so much and so did I I didn't want it to end, but I didn't know how to keep it going without just like adding in more characters to where they're no longer Slade brothers, but they're still in that universe. And so, you know, I kind of, you know, wrapped that story up. Although there was like this cliffhanger overall in the series, because there is the mysterious half brother that, you know, his story is not finished and he's not one of the original, like five Slade brothers. And a lot of people were messaging me saying like, what happened to him? What's his story? And I just was like, you're gonna have to wait to find out because I knew I wanted to write his story, but I wanted it to be part of something new. Um, and so then I wrote the Grand Lake books and I just was like, okay, these are just kind of like, they touch on the small town. Um, it's so close to the Virginia Dale town where the Slade Brothers took place. I was like, I know that the, the, they would cross paths. It's that small town life. Um, and so, and I liked that series as well. It was just like fun to write these characters and I didn't really want to let them go. And so I was like, okay, well, I really want to write this, um, mysterious slave brother, half brother, his story. How am I going to do this? And I just was like, I just want to continue on. So this is where the inspiration came from for this whole series. My sister and I, um, we decided to take a little road trip. My sister is a healthcare worker. She you know, 2020 was a nightmare for her. Mm -hmm. And um, we decided I was like, this poor girl is so overworked. Let's go away for a quick weekend. Well, she got COVID (laughs) and so (laughs) July 4th. And so for the whole month of July, she was basically horribly sick and um, miserable and like, you know, couldn't function. So finally in August, I was like, let's go to Telluride which is a huge ski town on the other side of the state. We've never been there. And we rented this two-story cabin where it backed up to a ravine in the middle of the mountains and there was a river and it was breathtaking it looked like a calendar and the people who rented out the bottom lived on top and I literally saw this desk that was overlooking the right outside there was like a window and it was overlooking a ravine and I was like this is the kind of place that you rent when you want to come here for three months and write a novel Mm -hmm. and I just kind of like snowballed from there and I was like oh my goodness like what if there was like this grumpy alpha mountain man and so me and my sister just sat on this balcony and talked about it and developed this story and it kind of went from there but it's it's birthed in a real place like it was actually inspired by like a real place which is not in grand lake but still you know it's colorado the mountains everything it's beautiful so i feel like it's fine, you know it's, fine. it's fun yeah i
0: love that oh my god i did really- <laughs> That something like that would happen to me because I get these stupid ideas out of That's It's just, I want to, first of all, my dumb ass would have been like, you know what, I'm going to do? I'm going to rent this house for three months and I'm going to write a book in this house. Right. I, <laughs> I would have. I, I seriously would have. We have, so I live really close to Gatlinburg. So, like the uh, Smokies, <sighs> I love the Smoky Mountains. They're so pretty. But there's something about those Rocky Mountains, they are just freaking breathtaking.
2: I know. And there, it looks like a cat. Like there are times when I literally am like, I can't believe I live here. Like when they're snow capped and it just, it's so beautiful. And I'm like, it does. It just, that's like, I think the romantic in me of being an author has always had this dream of like going to this snowy cabin and, you know, just being locked away for several months and and Mm -hmm. writing a book. Now I can't be away from my cats for that long. (laughs) (laughs) They need to come with me. Um, But someday I would love, to own my own retreat like that, like it actually have like a nice mountain house where I can do that. And it's just like pure creativity. And you're just inspired by all the elements around you. And I find that to be, it's a really, really inspiring, but also just like a nice breath of fresh air.
0: Yeah. I have grown up in the mountains my whole life, but it's Appalachian mountains. And like, when I was telling my dad, I was like, dad, like, obviously I've grown up around mountains my whole fucking life. I know what mountains look like. However, these mountains, these Rocky Mountains, dad, <laughs> these mother effers, they're like, no side of them looks the same. They're all, right. it's, oh God, they were so beautiful. However, <laughs> I'm also like you in that, in that way, but at the same time, I don't want to live in the mountains. I want to live in the middle of like the Oregon forest or like Washington. I want mm. like Corp's vibes from Twilight, you know? <laughs> but, or, or yeah. Cottage in the middle of the house and just listen to the rain yes that would be beautiful fog oh my god i would be in heaven literally
1: heaven. <laughs> all right sorry change it go continue cv well you already <laughs> said that quinn quinn is an author she's she's on her her little destiny to write a, a book yes um so sawyer and quinn faced a lot of twists and turns because yes. of the X what inspired you to write the particular twists and turns? I won't say what they are because that would give too much away.
2: Yes. So, um, like I said, like when I was, when I was coming up with this idea, I came up with, with Sawyer first, I said, I want him to be this, you know, he's grumpy, he's alpha, he's jaded because he has a broken heart, you know? And, uh, because I think in the past, like I've tend to always write where like the girl is the one with the broken heart. So I knew that I didn't want it to be one of those things where it was like, they both are experiencing the same thing. Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted it to be like, they both are here looking for like a new beginning or maybe for him, he's more just looking for isolation. And that's his idea of like his, his solution to being heartbroken and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so for, for her, I was like, I want her to be, you know, she also is coming off of heartbreak and loss, but it's not because some guy hurt her. It's purely because her whole world of losing her mom has collapsed. And that was her best friend. And so I thought, I really want her to be, like you said, I want her to be an author because that was her escape, was to be able to create these worlds for herself. And in the book, you know, we learned that her mom was a great storyteller and her mom did all these fun things. Like her mom and her best friend went to the Rockies when when they were in like college and they were like, oh, I almost got eaten by a bear. And they had all these fun stories, which is what drew her to want to go to the Rocky Mountains. It was like, she almost wanted to experience the footsteps of her mom because she didn't get to make those memories with her. So I was like, I wanted her to kind of be this like hopeless romantic, you know, she's innocent and younger, but not because she hasn't faced hardships in life, but it's because she hasn't had like a man break her heart other than like her dad, because her dad abandoned her, yeah. but she hasn't, she hasn't been able to experience all the fun and exciting and cool things that most people her age get to experience. So I wanted her first experience with love to be something that was like really raw and gritty. And like, it wasn't toxic. It wasn't like he was using her and leading her on. It was a man who was so broken. He didn't know how to love himself. And you know, she jumped in with both feet and he was super apprehensive, apprehensive. And then you see like, once he finally lets go and you're like, they have their happily ever after. That's just the beginning, like real life sets in of like, he has baggage and, and trust issues. And She doesn't understand that. And so we get to navigate, see how they navigate and don't navigate all those like really uncomfortable situations to where he thinks like, oh, I can do both. I can, you know, figure out stuff with my ex, but I can have this relationship with her. But it ends up just, you know, he's like, I don't know what to do. So we really get to see his inner turmoil because he doesn't want to hurt her. But at the same time, like they've already both fallen in love. And it's like, well, now what do you do? Because someone's going to get hurt. Um. So yeah, I didn't want it to be just like because my I, I wanted these books to be a little bit longer, and I knew that having it just be, oh, he's been heartbroken, um, and that's it. There needed to be more. Like so, I was like, okay, we need his ex to come back into his life, and um, and no, and it's not no, ever right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's make this as most as toxic as possible. No, but um, I, and it's not Right. And it's not like she, the the ex comes back in his life and is like, oh, you know, she's a horrible person. We also see she's hurting too. And she's struggling and there's more to her story. And so I really just kind of wanted to, to, to see that play out. And I really just kind of went with it. I was like, I didn't specifically have these like situations that would arise. I was just like, I kind of just let my heart flow. And if I'm honest, I was really inspired by um Taylor Swift's folklore album I would put that on repeat that that album is so emotional and so raw to me that it just inspired me and cardigan yeah (laughs) like
0: exile fucks me up
2: emotionally right
0: have you listened to her new album with the vault all the vault came out
2: I've started going through it. Yes. And I watched on Disney plus she does like the live album version of folklore where she plays all the songs and she talks about the story behind it and I was like, I just like just had that on repeat it like even just the tone of it, it gave me Twilight vibes of like that somber sad and just even the lyrics and, and all that, it just kind of evoked such an emotion out of me that was almost like this emotion of like loss and sorrow. And I felt like I was going through this relationship with them. And, you know, it was, and I think I mentioned on, in, in, you know, the past podcast, when I was first writing like their hardship, I was like crying in the shower. I was like, Oh, get it together. Um, (laughs) really lost myself in the, in, in the, uh, The creativity of this book, but it's been fantastic. I mean, I loved every second of it. I will say,
1: we you say that Justine's hurting too, and I am Alexis. knows she woke up to a message from me (laughs) saying that Justine needs a book now (laughs) because there's a story there.
2: (laughs) There is, you know, and that's one of those things like like we talked about. It's it's kind of a taboo thing because she is the enemy in this book, and I I've I've battle about like should she get that redemption story should she get
0: and that's my favorite fucking story right I love the bitches that people don't like like for example (laughs) my one of my favorite authors is actually writing a redemption story for like the villain of a book that she wrote prior right yeah those are my effing favorites especially if it's the female right because I mean obviously because I love I love falling in love with the person I'm not supposed to like I love being like oh, I, I, I need to hate her for what, like, happened, like, before, but, like, oh,
1: I just can't. I can't. that's that thing is, that, she's not really a villain. Yeah. Right. The only thing she does is really lie about one particular detail. But
0: at the same time, if you put, like, if you, if you do that, like, if you write her redemption story, it's, like, you, you put yourself in her shoes now. You're no longer right. watching it from a third party's perspective, so it's, like, would you have lied, too? Like, you right. see what I'm saying? Like, right. Right.
2: He's got more, he's got more there that needs to be unpacked. roll sign me up if you do. Sign me right. up. Right. Well, and that's the thing is like, I mean, we actually, you know, the whole point of this series was there is a redemption story, which will be the half slave brother. Because let's be honest, and if you read the slave books, you don't like this guy. He tries to blackmail them for money. He's he goes about it in a really shitty way. But when you read his story, which his story is coming soon, mm-hmm. um, you start to unpack all this stuff and you're like holy shit he was used and manipulated from from a child by his his what who he thought was his father and everyone around him same thing nobody was there for him he was manipulated he was used and this poor kid was just broken and you know he comes to realize that but it's a redemption story for him too so i was like you know and he he's not someone that originally you like um, so I'm like, I, I feel like that she could totally have a story too. Right now for the series, I have, I just finished writing book two. I have to send that to my editor next week. I'm kind of going through it right now. And then, um, I have books three and four kind of plotted out, um, nothing major. Um, and I don't know how many books are going to be in this. There's definitely the potential for it to be more than four books. Um, if Justine got her story, so We'll just have to see where this journey takes us. <laughs>
1: I, did. I mean, look at the "Love You Forever" series. That was that, that turned out right?
2: like Seven books, right? And I and I felt like it could have gone more. Like I had a couple of people reach out to me and were like, "Are you going to write so and so story?" And I was like, "I can't. I can't keep going with it." I mean, I could. I really could, but you can always go back know, to it because you, you need
3: were, like a
0: creative
2: like, pressure. <laughs> you need right. Like, and go ahead. Go ahead well it's just like sometimes I think I get in my head because I'm like oh I have five books I know exactly what they're going to be and how everyone's going to be intertwined and that's it so then when someone comes in and is like what about so-and-so I'm like
3: oh
2: shoot (laughs) forgot about that fringe character
1: darn (laughs) side character popped in again (laughs) sorry what what did you say Sadie I said the darn side character popped in again I know and you're just
2: like I got to write this person out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if claiming her forever was going to be turned into a movie, who would you cast in the roles of Sawyer and Quinn? Oh my God. Can I guess?
0: Go for it. Okay. So when anybody ever, I know this is so bad, but when anybody ever, like when they're like, oh, like grumpy mountain man, I get that. It's the same guy every single time. I don't even care. Oh my (laughs) God. Who? It's Chris Hemsworth every time. Okay, so long-haired man bun Chris Hemsworth with like a really
2: thick beard. So I created a Pinterest board when I was writing, I do that for my books. It like gives me inspiration and stuff. And I pinned a couple pictures of Chris with his long hair in like an unbuttoned flannel and I was like, um, okay, very very strong Sawyer vibes. It was either him as in that kind of specific character mm-hmm. or you know who I was inspired by and actually why I could name Sawyer was the character Sawyer from Lost Josh Holloway
3: oh! that actor
2: who I know he's older now but mm-hmm. a little older than Sawyer's character but Sawyer's like you know a little older um in the book but I just picture him like he you know he he had that um little bit of a twang to his voice in Lost and just mm-hmm. kind of had that like carefree you know f the world attitude and i don't know i just he's an, a very attractive man and so he kept like popping that. into my head um as for the girl i in the book um she is a redhead quinn's a redhead and so i um maybe that was on why i dyed my hair red i don't know my goodness the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so right fun. um maybe yeah maybe i'll meet a mountain man now um so i was thinking for her i could see somebody like really ethereal and just kind of who has that innocent vibe of just being like I kind of hate that word innocent but you know what I'm saying she's just very sweet and I was thinking like Elle Fanning or like Phoebe the girl from Bridgerton Mm -hmm. or um even like Saoirse Ronan that Irish actress like they all kind of have that similar um type I apologize, my cat's being- um, I just
0: realized, I also just finished writing a Quinn, but- Quinn's got black hair. Yes, I just, and you were talking about her and I was like, oh my God, our Quins could be
2: friends. (laughs) I know, it's just kind of like, sometimes I'll, I I don't even know where her name popped into my head. I have this coworker um, years ago who named her daughter Quinn and I thought it was a really pretty name. And so I, that kind of just, I just remembered it. And it's not like a very common name. No. um and so yeah i the, i don't know that's kind of where my brain is at for who would play them but you know at the same time if they called me up and said we're gonna have henry Cavill, play i would be like <laughs> um i'm gonna need to be on set every day <laughs> <laughs> listen <laughs> i'm gonna be his acting coach <laughs> yeah um,
0: oh my god he has a girlfriend now and i totally I'm fine with it, obviously. But when I went to hit, I went to his Instagram because I was stalking. I stalk him. I don't care. And he mm-hmm. posted like a picture of them playing chess together, and I was like, "Why is the world so unfair?"
2: Right? Why why right.
0: Is the world so unfair because here he is, like swooning over this girl. They're playing chess together, and you just know they cuddle. And I'm like, I fucking hate her. <laughs> ah! Why do I want to be her? Uh, he's so attractive, but I only want to be him. I only want to be with him like witcher vibes because I don't like Superman vibes. Superman vibes. yeah Too clean cut for me. Too clean cut.
2: Too clean cut. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Witcher. I mean, I never thought I would like a man with like um waist length white hair, but he owns Oh book. yes
0: he does. Yes he does. Oh my God, have you okay no 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 moving on. Moving on. I, 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 I keep going.
1: <laughs> uh last question for this part portion, Stevie. I'll ask you at the end of the oh. What's next besides what's next? I mean, you said that book two you're almost done or you're finished, but editing. And when can we expect book three and four?
2: Yes, okay, so book two, like I said, is done. I'm just kind of at that phase where I'm going back through and seeing if I want to add anything in. Um, And I, I am getting that off to my editor on um, Monday. And then that is actually coming out July 12th. So this series, I'm not probably going to do month to month, like every single month. There might be later on in the year, I might do two months in a row, but as of right now, you know, book one is May 3rd, book two is going to be July 12th. And then I actually am in the middle of writing a complete, like standalone. It's my longest book yet. And it's a, um, Billionaire boss, he's like a grumpy alpha boss, curvy woman story. Been wanting to write this story forever, and I didn't want it to be a series. I had it in my head, and I was just like, I want this story. I need to get it out, and I'm just going to do it. And I asked my readers. I said, Do you guys want? Do you mind a standalone that's not in a series? And they were like, Absolutely, it's a nice, like, kind of fresh, uh, you know, breath of fresh air because yeah. it's not tied to series. So that's coming out in August. Um, and then from there, I haven't decided when I'm going to have books three and four published. Most likely it's going to be like a, a September, November type schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also planning on doing another holiday book this year. Cause I did a holiday book last year for the first time, it, which was so much fun. Um, yeah. and every, it was very well, except, you know, the, everyone loved it. So I was like, I'm going to do that again. That's, it's just, it's fun to just kind of write something super feel good in the middle of the holidays and. Yeah. Um, and you're in that. So vibe yeah. It's like, yeah. What?
0: And you're in that vibe anyways. Like you're in. right. That
2: so way. I'm like, yeah. let's just, yeah. So I, I do think we will get books um one through four, all within 2021. Um, if there is a book five or six, those probably wouldn't come out until 2022. I'm um, just kind of depending on my schedule. That's kind of how things are looking right now. I'm really trying to stick with my deadlines that I've set up for myself. I kind of have everything mapped out, but at the same time, I never want to get too hard on myself if I decide to skip, um, you know, a deadline or something, because, you know, this okay. is like, it's our dream. I want to, if this is our dream job, you know, I don't want it to be one of those things where it's like, uh, uh I turn, turn it into something I hate.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I like that. So that sounds like a super, I'm excited. I'm excited to read it. Stevie's been talking about it and I'm like, okay, I just gotta wait. So (laughs) I'm excited. I'm excited to read it. Plus I'm on like a little break right now. So it'll be good. Anyways. um, So moving on to writing questions, obviously since you've been on the podcast before, we've asked you some of these questions. So we had to switch them up. We had to to switch them up. So we're asking you all new questions. All right. So if has any, if, I just try to ask you two questions in one. <laughs> do you have any, like, interesting writing quirks, like, when you're writing? Like, eating a Twizzler, like, you have to eat a Twizzler when you write, or, like, you have to have, like, a certain drink, like, do you have a quirk or anything like that?
2: Um, I definitely have to have a couple drink options. I usually always have a hot beverage, either tea or coffee, and then I always have water. And I'm one of those people that, like, um, I feel like... I can, I can easily be distracted in the sense of like, I will get up 15 times. That's kind of like my quirk in the first 15 minutes that I'm writing, I'll get up and check and do 18,000 different things. And then finally I have like a little come to Jesus moment with myself. I'm like, get it together and stay in this chair. And so once I work through that, um, we're good, we're pretty golden, but I will say like, I usually always have, um, playing through my TV. I always either have like um, an album that's like really setting the mood for me. Or I love, I found a lot of like, um, I found this channel that has these little like, uh, soundscape vibe things where it'll be like a Parisian cafe, or it'll be like, um, sitting on a, uh, the port, your porch during the rain. And it has like a, a little picture and I just the sounds kind of, so I typically, that's kind of like that, or this sounds really silly, but I will put on like, um, birds because I have to entertain the cat so it doesn't keep bothering me while I write. <laughs> so I put that on and he can just watch them. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I, I tend to, once I get in my writing mode, I can zone out and just write. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I have been playing, I know this sounds really stupid, but I'm planning, I want to put a projector back here because I have this blank wall, right? Mm-hmm. I want to project like have you seen where people project those window images on their? oh own, yeah on like TikTok I want that so bad so that when I like look up I can be like oh I'm not at my house I'm at wherever right. this picture is
1: taking me yes and I want it so bad I'm gonna do it just so for future reference it is um actually Kristen Turnage told me this Amazon Prime has videos for your cats
2: oh really you keep them entertained <laughs> Well, I'm going to have to do that then because otherwise they're like, it's on my desk and on my chair and on my lap. And and I'm just like, I feel so bad because he wants to play. But I'm like, listen, dude, go chase, go chase some imaginary birds.
0: Work, <laughs> I got to get done here. Right. So has there been any celebrity that has inspired one of your characters? Like you were watching something and you were immediately like, yeah, I'm going to write a book just like that. Like immediately.
2: Um. Well... Okay. This is so weird. And this, he's not a celebrity. Um, nobody probably knows who this man is. Um, and this is going to sound crazy, but I am a sucker for any sort of locked up prison show Mm -hmm. dateline. Uh, I feel like everyone is, so it's fine. Um, I was watching locked up and there was this guy who, he was like a legend and I believe it was like Indiana he was a legend among all these prisoners and his name was jimmy maxwell james maxwell but he went by jimmy and he was a very attractive villain man he was the guy that you're like okay yeah mm -hmm. i could see why you know he's been in and out of prison his whole life but something something about him he had like longer um like chocolate brown hair he had like some cool tattoos and he just had this vibe about him like he was like all the even the police officers are like correctional officers were like Jimmy hey what's up buddy like everyone just kind of he was was that kind of guy he was in he had finally he had busted out of prison he'd been on the run for a few years they brought him back in he was never going to get out he was in there for life um and he just kind of had this like charm about him that I was like I need to write a character that's based on this guy so I did and it's it's a it's a series that I haven't published yet I've only written one book but it's like this kind of alpha series and he's not a Prison ex-con or anything. He, um, but his whole story, the, the guy, everything about him was just based off of this one episode I saw of Jimmy Maxwell in prison. I'm
0: gonna- I'm gonna dude if you do that you just go to send him a copy
2: I know that's what I was telling my sister I was like I wonder if a prison would be like this is inappropriate and you cannot have this I mean but, no um, I mean,
0: it's a book I mean you should be I mean as long as you don't smuggle nothing inside of it you should be fine
2: <laughs> yeah so I was like I this is funny but like other characters like like I said Sawyer like when I come up with them sometimes I will kind of I draw inspiration from actors sometimes or from just like different people that I see on Pinterest. I love to create Pinterest boards for each of my books, just because it really helps me to visualize and, um, kind of, uh, funnel my thoughts so that I'm like, okay, this is, this is the kind of look I'm going for. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know, it's,
0: who I get you got like 8,000 pins in one board. It's like, ah, Jesus, you gotta cut this. Down. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's kind of like that you know, sometimes I'll just see a character and sometimes I see a character and I really want to write a book based on them, but I don't quite know how to. And one of them for me is, which again, this is going to sound crazy, but I think I mentioned before that um, one of my favorite genres is, is like psychological thrillers. And um, I love horror movies. Um, i wearing a, an old Dracula t-shirt right oh now God, we're, um we're gonna
0: be best we're best friends, we're best friends.
2: <laughs> so yeah like I, uh, growing up one of my all-time favorite movies was Silence of the Lambs which again is you know uh I know that sounds kind of crazy as a kid but um oh, I, love <laughs> <TV show. laughs> I love the Hannibal tv show I love the Hannibal tv show and I love the car- the actor Mads Mikkelsen I think he's fantastic he just embodies like that evil villain but someone you love right and he's so his accent and the way he carries himself and I want to write a character based on that but it's like I I'm I'm like trying to navigate that like how do I create that character um you know while he's you know so I kind of loosely did that with him in this new billionaire standalone that I have coming out because he's he's older and elusive and he's not a dick he's not like mean to people or rude but he's just very standoffish and I want and to they like
0: don't mean to and I think that that's like what I like the most about uh <laughs> like I guess psychological thrillers or like even like psychological like romance thrillers is that it's like they're legit psychopaths so it's not like they mean to be standoffish it's just literally how their brain right it, works and so like like not picking up it's almost it's almost like like not picking up on like sarcasm or like certain like cues that somebody else might because you're so like overthinking everything I think it's the most attractive thing I've ever seen in my entire life and it's like I know that you kill people but if we could take that out of the equation I think you might be
2: my perfect man right and I think that's why I've always loved the concept of like um Dracula was always my favorite like creature feature growing up because I loved the concept of like Uh, you understand why people are attracted to this person apart from the fact that you know obviously he's a um immortal um just like blood-sucking horrible entity but (laughs) you know (laughs) minus those qualities apart from that he's great but you you know like i think i like the psychology of how they lure people into their into their good graces and and for people to trust them because that's, well, that's kind of the charm of a psychopath, right? And this conversation took a crazy turn, but I, I just love that you, I love like, and that's the thing. I want to create a character that has all those qualities without the murder tendencies. Cause I'm like, okay, that's horrible. And I don't want that in a character, but you know, I also want somebody who isn't easy to love and who isn't easy, you know, like you can see why, uh, someone would fall for them once you start to see their character. So
0: have you that watched you on fun. Netflix? Yes. Listen, that whole series, I, I, I question my own mental health because I'm like low key rooting for Joe. I'm like, right. wait, wait. you know, it's good. <laughs> you know, it's good when like the the movie or the book or TV show or whatever has you rooting for the person that you're not supposed
3: to. <laughs>
0: right,
2: and, and that's what I. To be honest, like that's one of the big things that I that I think is is a as a creative person if you can create a character that people know from day one that it's a bad guy and they still love that person that's what's cool to do. like I one of my all-time favorite movies is um is uh Empire Strikes Back I love Star Wars grew up on it and I love I've always been a Darth Vader fan and I know <laughs> right I know he's the bad guy but he's some he's a bad but guy he's that also you're like Anakin <laughs> yeah and you're like but like you yeah. know you still kind of like want to like them. And I noticed that about like, um, I used to watch The Walking Dead for years and I really loved the bad guy on there that they had, who was called the governor. He was a terrible person, but he was still charming and likable enough that you're like, ah, I find myself rooting for him. So <laughs> I like those characters. And, you know, I, I'm actually writing my very first thriller right now, which has always been my ultimate dream. And that's kind of the route I'm taking is like the very, you know, from day one, you know, the person who's the bad guy in it yeah. but yet you start to be like
3: well i mean,
0: I mean yeah he's a
2: scorpio <laughs> what are yeah, you like, do? It's,
0: it's understandable no you need to watch <laughs> shadow and bone on netflix i just saw that that came
2: out i haven't i haven't looked into it yet but i saw it you need to watch
0: and Bone on Netflix because there's this character called the Darkling which I think just says enough about who he is and I'm, I need the tv shows to stop doing the shit if they don't want me to fall in love with people stop making the hot the villains hot okay stop. <laughs> like what the fuck you expect damn He's played by Ben Barnes like what did you expect from me there's <laughs> <laughs> only so
2: much I can resist <laughs>
0: exactly and not to mention <laughs> the fact you made him hotter than the guy she's supposed to end up with so it's like that's some fuck shit but he he's oh my god he's such a good actor the whole I've never oh my god before fans come at me Jesus I have never read the Shadow and Bone series but I did read Six of Crows which I really liked and they like combine that in this Netflix series it's really good and she like the Darkling's hot and like you find yourself like but I mean I know what he's doing is shitty however and I'm trying to like make excuses for him. My friend, Melissa is like, no, he's fucking shit. Like, no. And I'm like, but I mean,
3: right.
0: whatever, it's fine. I have problems. People watch it. It's really good. So moving on, if you could tell your younger writing self anything, what would it be?
2: I would tell myself to actually, to follow my heart and it sounds cheesy, but to really pursue it because, you know, I mentioned in our last interview that, um, when I was in high school, I was really encouraged by my English teacher to study creative writing in school. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I told her that I didn't want my, it was my hobby and I didn't want to turn it into my job because then I'll end up hating it, which again, I'm sure some adult fed me that line at the time, or I'd heard somebody say that. Um, But then, you know, you always hear too the whole concept of like, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Now, granted, there's always gonna be things you don't like about your passion, or there's always gonna be days you don't want to do anything, that, that's normal. But overall, it's like, if you are really truly passionate about what you're doing, um, you know that, that's very fulfilling to us as humans, and that's important to me. So um, I would have told myself to, to actually pursue that, you know, or just take a chance on it. Because at the time I was very, very, very set on becoming a lawyer and a senator and a judge and all these things and going to law school. And I wish I would have just taken a couple creative writing classes just to open my mind to it again, you know? Uh, But, you know, it worked out obviously that I ended up here. So I think I would have, yeah, that's what I would definitely tell myself. And I would also tell myself to like, it's okay if, um, you know, when you write something that you kind of lose yourself in it, like be vulnerable in your writing. Because for my first, for the first like two years, even as doing this as an adult, I wasn't. I really disconnected myself from my characters because I was afraid that I would get too emotionally invested and it would mess with me. And so, you know, I just kind of just said, screw it with this series. And I've just really let myself kind of fall in love with these characters and hurt when they hurt. And it's been so rewarding because now when, when I'm seeing like the early reviews coming in for my review team and how they feel the same way, I'm like, yes, that's what I wanted. I wanted to evoke an emotional response from people. And I'm glad that I'm able to do that. So like, just kind of trust your gut because I listened to a lot of outside people telling me what to do, how to write. And I kind of just look at that and I'm like, you know, I know that a lot of people had good intentions, but I wish I would have listened to my gut a little bit more so. Yeah, I think that's probably what I'm telling myself. <laughs>
0: that's good advice. I would take that advice. Um, what does literary success look like to you?
2: Um, that is a great question. I, I have to admit, like, I never started out saying I necessarily, my goal was never like Wall Street um, Journal bestseller, New York Times bestseller. Like, don't get me wrong. I would love for that to happen. But I didn't, I didn't, I don't write. To say i want i'm writing this because i think it'll get there mm-hmm. i think larry's success for me is one writing books where i literally can have other people feel what i felt when i was writing it that's huge to me um and then one thing that i've always had in the back of my mind that i that is like a huge goal that i would love to do is i would love to write a thriller that would be turned into like an hbo miniseries or like a netflix mm-hmm. uh, you know, like mini series or series, not a movie, just because I feel like it would probably need to be developed more. But, um, you know, that to me would be, that would be an absolute dream. Um, but yeah, I, I I think just being able to, to truly do this and feel fulfilled and, and love it. And that, that I feel like right now is I'm, I'm successful just because I'm, I love what I do. And it's, it's so much fun when I can write these books and I'll get feedback from people that are like, Um, I literally laughed out loud or I cried or I'm going through a hard time. And this just kind of like took my mind off of it. And so, um, you know, that's, that's kind of how I feel and just, just feeling confident in that, you know, and not, we all have imposter syndrome. I still face that. Um, and I probably always will. I don't think there's ever going to be a time where I'm like, (laughs) you know, not, but, but Yeah. yeah, I think that's probably how, what I would say, uh, literary success is for me because, at the same time sometimes artists aren't appreciated in their day and um I I don't need to write something that's gonna um like be world changing earth shattering as long as I'm writing something that I feel I love and it's fulfilling to me I mean Vincent Van
0: Gogh didn't become popular until like after he died right you know and and
2: (laughs) yeah and I feel like um sometimes I have that fear of like I'll be like I want to write this book that's going to be a movie or a tv show but then i get scared because you you see what happens to some of these authors when that happens you know people will literally eviscerate uh stuff that e.l james wrote you know talk about how terribly written how terribly written 50 shades of gray is or the movie was terrible or they do that with twilight or whatever and i'm like i read this buzzfeed article and all these authors were like i can't tell you the like sucker punch soul-sucking feeling to watch your life's work be turned into something that you can't stand and I'm like holy shit I don't know if I can deal with that
0: I don't think I mean I mean obviously I think it would be cool for like one of my stories to be like on television and stuff like that but honestly I don't even think that I would need that I think that literary success to me just means being able to which is exactly what I'm doing now, like, be able to live my life. And that's my career. Like, that's it. That's all I have to do for the rest of my life is write books. And I think that to me is literary success in its own form. Like, Mm -hmm. I know, for other people, it's like, for other people, like, you know, getting a Wall Street Journal or New York Times bestseller, or yada, 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 whatever, USA Today, for other people viewing your career, that's their definition of literary success, but it's not my definition. Right. Whatever I define as my happiness, you can never take that away from me. So as long as what I'm doing is making me happy, then fuck all to everybody else because.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm in my head. (laughs) Right. And I think like, and and that's something that I've had to learn too, is like comparison truly is the, the thief of joy because sometimes you can look at, um, other authors and be like, well, they, they've only published three books and their book is already an Amazon number one bestseller. And, you know, it's easy to do. And, and I'm like, why would I care about that if I am happy with my, my book and not, and that's the thing too, is I never want to get so consumed by the money side of things either, because then it does just become a job and it becomes something that's just not fulfilling. And I want to be able to to write stuff that I love and write stuff that I know that my readers want more of and not be so consumed with like oh I don't know this isn't a popular trope right now I don't care like I want to write that what I what what I'm like feel compelled to write and like you yeah. said like you know that would be that would always be a dream of mine to have to see you know um like uh like I guess in an HBO miniseries um will that define my success no way like
3: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: success to me you know what I've never felt so happy I remember when I hit publish and saw my very first book on Amazon yeah it was like it I was like like, that was always right there it was like even if nobody buys this damn book the fact that I wrote a book and I published it that has been on my bucket list from childhood
1: and you know
2: now to now my sister reads my books and my mom and when I go I'll go um my sister's coworkers, like if I go to dinner and stuff, they read my books and they'll be like, oh my goodness, it's my favorite author. And it's just like that kind of stuff. I'm like, I feel so giddy and like dorky about it, but I'm like, you know, you get to share stories as someone who like is loves to read and I can't consume enough to know that I can do that for other people. is just like, is wild that that, like I put something into the world. I, that I thought up, it's crazy sometimes, but you know, it's, it truly is a dream and I tell my, my readers that all the time I'm like I can't thank you enough for supporting me and for liking these stories that I come up with like I, do you I, know how much that means to me like it's wild and I appreciate them so much
0: retweet retweet that however <laughs> I'm gonna let Stevie take reading questions now because listen, I need to go turn the AC down, AC up in my house because it's <laughs> like Fahrenheit nine thousand fifty-seven fucking degrees in my house. <laughs> okay, you so,
1: go. So <laughs> Stevie, take the reading questions. I shall be back. Okay. We're both in um, states that are decided to get super hot all of a sudden. <laughs> oh no! It's like eighty degrees here all of a sudden, and two days ago it was thirty-seven. So that sounds like Denver weather, man.
2: We can't make up our mind out here,
1: Maryland. We you get all four seasons in one week. um so has a book ever changed your life
2: let me oh man you know I mean honestly from a young age um this is so cliche but um I loved like Pride and Prejudice and I loved Wuthering Heights and Jane Eyre and I think they changed my life in the sense of I realized thinking about those women writing those those are women writing books in a time when women it was like you know you better be seen and not heard and so it just was like so inspiring to me to be like these women wrote these stories about fierce heroines who were just unapologetic and um again I think that's probably cliche but I think it just stands the test of time that like we have these women right you know and, and they were books that we had to read in school and I remember thinking yeah we have, you're, you know, we have to read these books by like powerful women. And I think that's just fantastic. Um, and then honestly, uh, probably Stephen King. Um, I read misery when I was young. It was the first Stephen King book. I came that back at read. The time. <laughs> um, and then I watched the movie and as a kid reading, then I read the shining and I just loved the way that he wrote. And, um it was really disturbing but in a really unpredictable kind of way like with all of the weird sometimes supernatural elements that he brings into horror that wasn't your typical horror and i think reading those it made me realize that like i wasn't like just a weirdo kid i was like hey like there's a market for this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and i can you know um reading those it was it was kind of eye opening for me so yeah I would say probably, not like a necessarily one specific book, but.
0: Nightmare and Dreamscapes. It's a collection of short stories by him. That changed my life forever, forever. <laughs> yeah. I literally the love, everybody knows my love I have for him. I don't even know how to explain it. I love him. But Nightmare and Dreamscapes, that's like the, because I used to like Goosebumps when I was in mm. oh, elementary yeah. school. I read all of R.L. Stein, you know, and I was like, oh, I wish there was something because I was getting older and I was like, oh, I wish there was something. I was thinking I was like in seventh grade. I wish there was something, you know, darker, like, oh, like, I need something more. I've read all of these fucking books, and now I need something else, and I was in the library, and I found it. It was, like, in the, the thriller section, uh, and I love his short stories. I know that a lot of people think that he's super wordy with his full-length novels, which I think is bullshit, because I could literally read everything he writes, but opinions. If you don't like it, I recommend his short stories. They're, he's so talented in the way that within so many pages of a short story he's able to pull you in hook you get you so like involved like your heart racing and like you're like oh my god what's gonna happen next and then wrap it up so like elegantly and I remember I was reading them I read it in like the entire book in like one night and when I finished it I was like I want to write romance novels the way that Stephen King writes horror like that's how I want to write books and that that book changed my life like for the rest of my life like I reread that every single time like every single like month I feel like that's that's like the book that changed my life forever because I realized I was like that's how I want to write romance is like so like captivating the way that he writes his stuff and I love him I'm obsessed and if there's ever a day (laughs) that I could ever touch that and just touch him like just 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 finger on hand I would be like I would never wash his finger ever again that's how obsessed I am with him oh it's insane and it's not even like the kind of obsession that I'm obsessed with like Harry Styles like I'd have his babies it's like (laughs) like it's like a a, I don't even know how to explain
2: it it's like a yeah like you're in awe I think probably in awe of this person
0: oh yeah he writes it keeps like everything he writes I'm like I don't, it makes me want to cry because I'm like, I want to be you so bad, but like not you, but I want to yeah. be you so badly and he's getting old. So that, you know what that means? You know what older means? It means
2: he's going to die soon. And that
0: on that day, y'all, y'all better pray for me.
2: <laughs> I We will. But you know, we do have Joe Hill, his son who, I mean, did you read Sleeping Beauties?
0: They wrote it together.
2: I did not. Um, I did Read Nosferatu, and I'm I'm watch, like watching that, mm-hmm. but like I, that's kind of my first introduction to him. So it's kind of just a whole new world of stuff.
0: I know? hope that whatever he does, like with whatever he does with his future career and writing, is that he doesn't try to be his dad. That he, right. that he tries to that he does his own thing, and people fall in love with him as an author and not him because you know they're looking for like the ghost of his dad. But yeah. it's fine. It's fine.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, want to I, I break you part. know to. I would say that my last comment on, on this question is to, I know this sounds probably also silly and like the most obvious, but 50 shades of gray, that probably changed my life. And here's why Mm -hmm. that was the first romance book that I ever read. And I remember reading it. I, and at the time I was, um, my, um, coworker was like, have you ever read these? And I was like, no. And I remember reading it. And I literally told my other coworker, I was like, I could write this. And then she told me, she's like, one time, my friend's my sister's friend wrote this book and put put it on Amazon. And then I didn't, you know, end up writing and really knowing about Amazon until probably six or seven years later. But like, it was just, that book was kind of it for me. Cause I was like, Oh, I could totally write this. And I was That's
0: like, like a, that was a door opener for a lot of people realizing
2: right.
0: my grandma read those books. Right. And was like, Oh, you can't read these. They're steamy. And now I'm like, grandma, I write that shit like right <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> I mean, I can't. I'm sorry I and it she's like she loves me to death and I'm like don't read those like I'm serious like she <laughs> has like the whole you know like the Fabio covers and stuff like that oh, yeah. like, she read all of that steamy <laughs> stuff and then when 50 shades came out I I'd already read them obviously and she was like oh you can't read these like these are you know really steamy and now I'm like grandma Grandma, you don't, grandma.
2: Know. you don't even know Steamy,
0: grandma. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know Steamy. You don't even know. Read one of my books, grandma. Read. And, and she's super supportive. She has like all of them. And she like, oh, awesome. read them because she likes them. She likes that kind of those kind of stories. And I'm like, ah, grandma, please don't. Please. Because yeah. I, I have like a lot of personal things, like personal experience in there. And I'm like, ah, oh, she's cringe. I don't want my grandma reading, you know, the things I make my characters do to each other. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> he's usually gonna look at me different at thanksgiving i don't need that so. yes
2: i understand that my mom my mom recently um decided to to read one of my books she started with the wrong brother and she's like i'm gonna read it and i was just like oh goodness i'm gonna die inside <laughs> oh my
3: god because
2: my i you know my my mom is a very um uh, private person. And, um, very, I grew up in a very, 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 you know, like none of it was just all of that kind of stuff was just not discussed. And so, um, I was just like, oh goodness. And, you know, she, she, um, read the first chapter and then she never talked about it again. So I was like, I'm hoping that she just didn't finish (laughs) or maybe she read it and was just like, um I cannot discuss this with you so not that she judges me or anything she's just such she's so supportive like my mom is so supportive about it and just so like she's so cute she'll be like I I just want to shout out from the rooftops that my daughter is a best-selling author and which I just appreciate (laughs) and love like she's just my biggest cheerleader um and so so yeah that that that's cool um but it's also I know what you mean where people are like when they find out I'm a an author and they're like oh what are your books and I'm like um what do you like to read Uh, so there's something you should know about my books uh,
0: so basically they're naughty that's what you need to know okay they're probably you've probably seen them on book talk it's fine (laughs) it's fine but yeah no I mean there's nothing wrong with it I think I think it embrace I think letting I think writing these and I think women reading these kind of books is just like embracing that sex is okay to talk about to read about to enjoy reading about like just sex,
2: and right? Yeah, you know, it's fine. I you like, know, and I, I kind of hate that there's like this this thing. Oh, like oh, you should like this shame that is associated if we write this stuff. And I was like, well, we're humans too, and have like experiences like, and needs, and you it's know, like old so
0: people in my town are like, oh, so like, what are you doing now? I'm like, I'm an author, and they're like, oh, you don't write those porn books? And I'm like, hell yeah, I do. Hell <laughs> See, yeah,
2: that, yeah, yeah. And you I know, sometimes yeah. I you know sometimes I'll admit like I think that's what's hard is like at times I want to be a little defensive because if people like I've had people be like, Oh, you know, Oh, that's smut," And I'm just like, you know, you act as if I don't put a lot of thought and heart into my work. And I do. And that's like, I just find it to be like, like, okay, I want to sit and write a book with a plot and you know, it it can get a little, every chapter is somebody like screwing each other. Like, right. And I'm like, there's a story and there's depth and I put a lot of emotion and, so sometimes I, I, I just like, that, that's why I just don't even want to say anything. Cause I, I don't want to have to be like, get my little feelings heard about it. But you know, again, it, I'm at a point now where I'm just like, take it or leave it like that. Yeah, that's is, totally I, me. I, I, I don't care. I love what I do and I'm passionate about it. And um, if other people like my work, then, <clears throat> oh, well.
0: My dad got me a shirt. My dad is my biggest fan, but he gives me the most shit my dad got me a shirt that said, my daughter is in the porn industry. Like, literally got it made, right? I'm dead ass serious. Because he gives me so much shit. Like, he has all my books. He's super supportive. Talks about it on Facebook all the time. And I'm like, I love you, dad. But he's like, you're in the porn industry. And I'm like, no, dad, I'm not. Jesus. People are gonna think that
1: I am like an entertainer dad only
3: I fans that. Look, it's
1: Real. That you also share that her dad wants to be a cover model
0: oh shoot shut up don't don't oh oh god my dad don't say oh it's he's so <laughs> i literally cannot i literally can't with him all right no, Next camera was like Shit. oh my god that makes me cringe thinking Ooh.
1: <laughs> no next question <laughs> Um, what book or series do you hope will be turned into a TV show or movie someday? Could be yours mm. or somebody else's.
2: Mine or somebody else's? It could be. Either one. Could be either or. You know what? I've really been in love with um Melanie Harlow's Cloverly Farms yes. series. I would love for that. That would just seem that that seems like a great, like, feel-good Netflix series that I would totally just love to watch i feel like it would be good however a little like edgier i love which i feel like it did not get the the accolades it deserved i liked it better than 50 shades of gray uh this man series by jodie ellen Mal- Malpas. i think that's how you say last name oh my god it's darker it's grittier it's so good this man it's called that's the name of the there's like um i think there's three or four i freaking love that series i read it so many times and i would just love and there were so there were some talks about it be coming uh some movies and i i've never seen it turned into anything yet so as for me i would love for the the series i'm writing right now to be turned into i feel like it would um i would like it turned into a movie or a tv series i've had a couple people be like i'd like to see the slade brothers which for sure um absolutely
0: you called me i'd be like yes
2: yes I would be like, however, I get to choose all the characters, all, I, all the, the cast, but no, but um, I feel like it would just be, uh, I love that mountain man, small town, uh, that kind of vibe just because I, it's just been fun. And I'm like, it, it's such a realistic fantasy, I guess. Almost like
0: um, the Dixie vibe, but like mountain men.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know? And so you're just like, I, I think that would just be, that would just be like, what Because I would love to watch that. I think that that would be really great. um
1: Because you could the Love You Forever series.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that would be the best rom-com series to watch. Yeah, that would be that would be fun. I would I would love to see the wrong brother play out. Like
1: exactly, yeah, I said that to her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would Do be
1: want to see like a Ricky Lake type situation happen on a stage
2: right it would be so cringe and uncomfortable but you'd be like, you'd have like secondhand embarrassment and you're you just be like oh my god I can't and wait. I I'm such a sucker for like the um the love you didn't see coming type element you know I love seeing that I think it's so cute because sometimes you can see it playing out before the character does and and I'm just such a sucker for that so yeah I would love that that would be great but yeah you ladies need to check out this man and this I man will. series I just I think they're great <laughs> I will my yeah feet
0: the actar series is being turned into a tv show i'm both very excited and very scared so wish me luck on that i'm excited it's like fantasy like i love sarah j mass and i love that whole series i low-key wish it would have been thrown a glass that got turned into a tv series but beggars can be choosers (laughs) so
1: whatever
2: anyways moving on
1: um, what attracts you to a book, the cover, the blurb, or a recommendation from others?
2: Um, I definitely think recommendations are big. Um, if I, based off of, um, I would say blurbs, because covers can be like, I'll see covers sometimes that are like, like, for example, Fifty Shades or This Man, they're not very, they have like an object on the cover. Um, I know L.J. Shin's books can be like that sometimes. Um, and so sometimes like I'll read books where the covers just don't see, like you would look at them and think like they wouldn't draw you in, but, um, I'm also a big fan of, um, yeah, like the blurb, like, especially if it is, um, really leaves me wanting more because yeah. that's what I, that's what usually draws me in is where I'm like super intrigued. And then I'm like, well, wait, what? And then I always like to go read a couple reviews. I read bad and good reviews because if people are saying the bad reviews, like, um, it just wasn't their vibe or something then I'm like, well, you know, whatever to each their own. But, um, I, I don't know at the same time. Yeah. I feel like blurb first, probably recommendations and then cover last, which is funny because I feel like, you know, in this industry, trying to really find the good cover model is important. Um, and I went with a photographer for this next series to get exclusive images and, um, I'm obsessed with the covers. So Ooh. love them so much. And, you know, I think that like that can definitely ev- like evoke a, hu- a strong emotion. So I do pay a lot of attention to that, I guess too. Cause sometimes like you can tell by a cover uh, if it's like comedy, like romantic comedy or not, as opposed to like the blurb. Sometimes it's like, it yeah. can be a little deceiving. But.
0: There are some covers that I see that I'm like, God, why didn't I think of that? Right. Yeah like penelope douglas just redid the covers for the devil's night series they're fucking gorgeous they're gorgeous and they don't have men on them or anything and obviously i'm not i have men on mine and i'm not opposed to that but uh i just i oh my god it's just so good like i they're so beautiful it's like and it's not i'll just send them to you they're just literally like breathtaking and they definitely read the vibe like they They definitely embody what the books are about, so.
2: Yeah, and that's, like, so important, I feel like, is because there have been times in the past where I, like, when I was first starting out, where I'd be like, I don't know, I like this cover. I like this guy, and I'm going to put him on the cover, and it it was, like, maybe something that was lighthearted or or lovey, and then the book was darker, and you're just like, no, okay, that's, we gotta, I I know. I'm a sucker for a hot dude on a cover. I'm not going to lie. That... (laughs) uh it's gonna get me to click um sure. <laughs> yeah so but yeah I, I I I don't know I sometimes I just like books that are off the beaten path too like I won't even look at the bestsellers list I just I'll just nose around and go through I love seeing what like once I read a book and then when it gives me other like recommendations like oh because you liked this book you'll like yes so and so it's like yes man. and I like if I love a book by an author I'll read all of their books I'm that type of person where like it i'll read all of their work you know i can't Uh, get enough
0: i'm a ride or die kind of person when it i just screenshotted that i'm a ride or die kind of person when it comes to authors so if i like your shit girl you got a fan of me for life
2: yeah (laughs) yeah i agree
1: ignore me like screenshotting these images continue asking questions stevie (laughs) Um, this is i'm ready for this question this is after our podcast name who is your ultimate book boyfriend?
2: my, oh, my ultimate book boyfriend. Okay. Um, I got to make sure I get his name right. And this is probably, um, uh, okay. Um, this is maybe not a book that everyone knows, but, um, they actually have this listed as an erotic romance novel but there's this book i read years ago by christina lauren which is two best friends that write under one pen name mm-hmm. name in the book is called um oh interesting it's called beautiful bastard and uh the pl- the guy and it's his name is bennett ryan
3: Ooh. and
2: this book it says the book was originally published online as a twilight fan fiction entitled the office but then Simon and Schuster purchased the publication rights, so she's written a whole series like Beautiful Bastard, Beautiful, um, Beautiful. I can't remember all the other ones, but I like these books because they are. Um, and speaking of covers, like this cover is not something that you when you first look at it, it's just kind of hot like, uh, yes, so yeah. hot guy and a suit. And actually, the bottom jaw, he looks like Adam Levine. So I was like,
3: find mmm, mm, mm, me know. up,
2: yeah. So. <laughs> those books there is definitely some like humor elements I would probably throw them into a romantic comedy category but I love it because he makes me think of like Harvey from Suits who's just kind of like this arrogant asshole who knows that he's like hot as hell and so successful and he's just like yeah so." so and like unapologetic and you're like um don't like your toxic masculinity but at the same time I'm so attracted to you <laughs> yeah, and so nice. and it's a very confusing but um but that's how he is in the in the in this book like you love to hate him it's yeah. that character um but he's just one that stands out to me because I loved who he was in that book because he wasn't just he wasn't like necessarily like tormented and ho- a horrible person he actually like turns around pretty quickly and, and is like a nice guy but she's so used to him being a bastard to her all the time she's like what's your angle and just like <laughs> doesn't trust him and I don't know I just he I there's something about him that I just really like um a lot so I would have to say I don't he's the one that comes to mind that book I've just I've read it so many times um and I really liked it and then the other book is, the other I would probably say there's two um oh man I wish I could I think it was there's a book called breathe mm-hmm. I think it's called breathe um and I can't remember who the author is I'll have to remember but the character in that the guy he is that jaded kind of mountain man who you're just like oh sweet.
3: Let I awesome.
2: yeah le- let me fix you <laughs>
3: Stevie
0: who's your ultimate book one time <laughs> oh that's hard i'm putting you on the spot you, i know you have one there has to be like one immediately you think of
1: everybody's got one no shame honestly this won't be a surprise to alexis of who it is who is it it's calen yeah yeah <laughs> Cal- <laughs> there's a reason why i reread that book so many times
2: <laughs> i love him
1: i don't know but what it is about him yeah, yeah. But he just brings me back and i'm just like i gotta reread you again i just like his personality
2: He's kind of that guy, though. He's kind of that guy that you're just kind of, like, you're kind of a dick sometimes, man. But but when he loves, he loves hard. Right. Yeah. Those are the best
1: uh... When he finally right. admits that he loves Valerie in that book, it's, like, he is all in and, like, he's, that's it. Yeah.
2: And, you know, I think that's, like, one of the things I like about those characters is, like, because they're not easy to love and they're not, like they're they're not wishy-washy or just kind of mediocre they're they're not milk toast I guess like they are hot or cold and I like that kind of passion in somebody and so you
0: have that person in your life like when you finally like get past the 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 assholeness they're they're like that for you those are like your ride or die people like 100 percent, they will live and die
2: for you and yeah
0: so passionate uh
2: yeah, and not that, like, playing games, like, it's like, I, I, I don't know, I, I like those kind of, it's like, again, they're the, I like the female version of those, and the male version of those, it's like, they, they can give it, they can take it, and they, it's like, you, you, when those characters meet each other, it's like, they finally met their match, mm-hmm. you know, and someone that will stand up to them, and I like that.
0: So, sadly, we have come to the end of the podcast, sadly, but- this has been super fun. We do have two more questions to ask you though, which is our trope questions. And we cannot remember if we asked you these or not because I can't believe I can't I can't remember if we added these after or before you came on the podcast. So if you've already answered one of these questions, you don't have to answer them again. If you remember, because we don't have shit memory. Okay. <laughs> anyway. We're well, episode 35 now. Yes. So that our, is amazing. Congrats, guys. Insane. Thank you. Um, so the last portion is trope questions where we like to ask about book boyfriends you know whatever so yeah what is one trope you'll
2: never write and why like you won't touch it did we ask yeah you we did but i think no but it's one of those things where i keep going back and forth like i don't know if my answer has changed so my answer was previously like i love the kind of like older man younger woman trope of like either it's december like
0: to may made a december
2: thing like, yeah where yeah. So the thing that I like, like, but I'm afraid to ever write it would be like a college student and like a professor because I I swear it's because of like literature. But like, put a man in a tweed, <laughs> a tweed jacket, maybe some elbow patches, some tortoise <laughs> glasses, <laughs> and you're like, can we just like get coffee and and talk about? He has to teach something like philosophy or right. like English. Some like, can we sit and have this existential crisis together? And oh my god, I'm dying. You know, it's like I love that trope, but I I literally had a woman email me one time because I actually in in one of my newsletters I sent out, I was talking about I recommended another book by another author, and it was that trope. And this she emailed me back, and she was a professor, and she was like, these kind of books make me sick to my stomach because it goes against every like ethic in school like you as a professor you cannot fraternize and I'm like yes I totally understand that and I'm, I'm not saying it's okay to do it's like you're going to get fired but it, this is all fancy yeah. and the- there's a taboo yeah. element to it it's not you know like
0: yeah and obviously I mean, at the same time, obviously, you know, you're not promoting like somebody like that's the thing that I don't get, like, you know, horror authors aren't promoting people to go out here and like murder people. Murder, right. We're not promoting you to go out and date your soccer coach. Okay. But it's a fantasy. And like, obviously, colleges are not like, oh, yeah, you need to date your students. But it's not like it doesn't happen in college. Like somebody like I know people personally that I went to school with that are like, in college and like date, like have dated their professor and it's not like a weird thing they're both of legal age and nobody's right
3: so
0: in, fact, <laughs> in fact
1: we've actually had an author on here who married her college growing coach her college high school i was like bro so <laughs> gap,
0: and i'm obsessed relationship have you read yeah. the unrequited by saffron can't
2: No, and I was re-listening to the podcast and I remembered you telling me that and I wrote it down. So I, I 100, because I love that where it's angsty and like the forbidden is just, I mean, hey, uh, forbidden fruit is sweeter.
0: He's a college poetry professor. Like, and he's also a famous poet and like, and he's not like fruity poet either. Like my man is brooding and an asshole and Lila is like, lost in the clouds and super naive. Uh, and she doesn't even like poetry, doesn't even know how to fucking do it. She literally sees him on a park bench, right? And he's like smoking a cigarette and it's like cold. There's like snow, it's a vibe, he's got dark hair. And I'm like, I'm in love with him already. <laughs> she sees him and follows him and sees that he teaches this poetry class, right? Cause she like follows him to this like bar thing or whatever, and he's like teaching this poetry class. She's like watching from the door or whatever. So she signs up for this class, has no idea how to do poetry doesn't even like poetry but she signs up just so she can like admire him yeah oh my god he is so hot he's so hot and he calls her out like multiple times where he's like do you even like this stuff <laughs> like what are you doing here and she's like i just came to stare at you but like tweed jackets and like the the glasses
1: oh my god he's so hot another one is yeah. by fiona cole what is this teacher by fiona cole Ooh, i am obsessed with that book
0: recommend but All right. wow. since, we now, since we now know that we have asked these trope questions, because obviously we came up with these prior, like when we were interviewing her, that means we have reached the end of our podcast. But we do like to leave this portion open for you to talk a little bit about, you know, if you have a sale going on or a book coming out, or like drop your IG handle, whatever, promo yourself, do your thing.
2: Well, I do have a book coming out on May 3rd, and that is Claiming Her Forever, which is book one of the Rocky Men of Rocky Mountain series. So super excited for that. Um, And it does launch at a special, you can pre-order it right now, um, but it does have a special launch price of 99 cents. Um, And then it will flip to 399 to full price pretty quickly. So I always like to give my loyal readers, you know, a good chance to get it at a discounted price. Um, And then my Instagram is just author Alexis Winter. But um, I do have kind of a fun little announcement thing. um, And that is I am in the works of redoing the, um, uh, some, some covers. So I know, and and it's one of those things where it's like, um, I'm, I'm always like hesitant because it's for the make her mind series. So, which has been a big bestseller of mine. I'm glad I have the original covers. (laughs) I know, but I'm like going to go all in. I'm going to be, I'm going to really make the covers. Like, I really want to spend some time with my designer and really develop some really good covers. And when I do that, I am going to do a sale on the book. So I'm going to put them all down at like 99 cents because, um, I did put on my Instagram the other day, book one in that series has reached over 1000 reviews, which is just so exciting for me. Cause I this that's, I haven't had a book reach a thousand reviews before.
1: Yeah. So
2: I'm so excited. And, um, I really just kind of wanted to, to redo those covers. I'm thinking it's not, I, I haven't, we're still working on like even doing a mock-up yet, but, um, that's kind of what's coming up next as regard in regards to like any of my backlist stuff, like the sale that's coming will be, will be on those. So I kind of, uh, I'm I'm a little nervous just because those books have done so well and I don't want to, to ruin those covers. So we'll see, you know, Hey, if I, if I look at it and just say, no, I can't commit then we'll keep them the same.
1: Yeah, exactly. no harm in trying. There's a lot of people who've done that recently who've decided that the covers have aged. Right.
2: Mary Douglas and she popped off. She popped off. Yeah because sometimes it's like I look back and I, I I did like really basic covers where like the back had the blurb and it was just um like you know solid black and then uh, my goofy picture on there and I'm like oh I need to get that off there but um my new designer <laughs> my new designer is so great like she will blend images together, you know, and do overlays and all this stuff. And it just like is some her of the covers, designer? Uh, Sarah Kill. So it's <gasps> Sarah Hill Creative <gasps> Studio. She's I phenomenal.
0: Just, did you see the cover she just did for me for Courage for Fools? No. Oh my God, let me send it to you. Look at how phenomenal this cover is. Like this girl is so extremely talented that I have literally no words. I pimp her out to everybody. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love
1: that. I have it saved on my phone
0: still. I'm going to send you the full paper, like the full back where she like blended it off. Okay, she didn't get the title right on this mock-up, but it's fine. So this is just, I sent it to you on Instagram.
2: Okay, so the ones that you just sent me of Penelope Douglas. Wow, those are fantastic. Man, that's great. I'm always
1: impressed with some of these cover designers
2: oh wow yeah this courageous cover see what I mean though like the way that she like it looks aged and the watermark like
0: perfectly I was like
3: Sarah she
2: yeah she her work is fantastic I'm so glad that I found her because I was just like oh my goodness like you know I I would I go to her with these ideas and I it's like a collage of stuff and then I'm just like (laughs) work your magic
0: <laughs> yeah, I literally tell her the same thing. I found the okay, so I found the guitar image, like the watermark, the watercolor guy, whatever, mm-hmm. on stock photos, and I was like, Sarah, I really love this image. Could you do something with it? And she was like, Yeah. So I like told her the vibe of the book, and bro, she popped off. I was like, yeah. girl I love Lisa. That she's okay,
2: fantastic. Okay. I love working with her, and so like once I like clicked with her, and she did. Um, she did a couple, co- she did the Love You Forever series, and then she did the Grand Lake, and I, the, when I saw the Grand Lake cover, I was like, holy cow, this is so I good. I love that cover. It, right, I just, I the sunset, the, co- I just loved it so much, and then I was like, I'm gonna go back and have her, I was like, I love her so much, I need her to, like, work her magic on some of my older books, and just help me, like, kind of make them what I need
0: to me. do this my next series which is like a skateboarder colorful vibe and I'm like I'm so excited to see what she's okay, You have
1: her. that's her Grand Lakes one.
0: Oh no, I've seen all those. The reason I asked you who it was cuz I was like, oh wait, we I think we have the same cover designer because your your portfolio is on her portfolio is with you. It has Yeah. On. And that's I
2: always like, yeah. And she's been telling me like we were talking about the claiming her forever cover. She's like, I've been seeing your cover everywhere and she's like she, you know, she was like, I love it. And she did it. And I'm like, I, you killed it. Like I had a vision and I, and I cannot wait to get the paperback is done. And I just primed myself the first paperback. Mm -hmm. So I should get it today or tomorrow. And I can't wait to just like actually see it because we had like blended a picture of like a mountainscape with like a lake and a cabin. And I wanted to be a little darker with the image of Zach, the model. And I was like, I just really want that, that, you know, and in book two, she did the same thing. So book two, um, like one of the things that the girl says in there, like the little phrase is she says that she always gets butterflies when she would see um when she would see Landon. And yeah. she says that she mistook those butterflies. She she mistook all the warning signs that her gut was giving her for butterflies. And so I was like, I want a couple butterflies like on there. So that one's done. And I just can't wait to get the paper. I'm just, I'm obsessed. And so now I'm like, I want to redo all my old covers yeah. because I, see, I just see how good she is and yeah and she's fantastic so I can't I mean I, I can't praise her enough for real she's fantastic however
0: thank you so much for joining us once again this has been super fun you're always yeah. like a joy to have on and to talk to but uh yeah we're gonna have to get off here but thank you again for joining us and we hope that you have a lovely day
2: Yes. Thank you so much for having you ladies. I'm always down and I love our talks. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day as well. (laughs)